So good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to the leaders and customer channel on brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, drive customer loyalty. Uh, we take topics and areas of concern that we hear from our brand community, and we take it back to our esteemed panel of uh, technologists, agency partners, and strategists to get their perspective on the state of the industry, uh, especially with regard to the challenges that we're seeing. And today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Guy Shazan. He's a managing partner of ICF Next. How are you, Guy? I'm well, Mark. Good afternoon. Yeah, well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, the topic we're going to talk about, you and I have had a few conversations around it. It's really looking at, uh, you know, gaming and fraud, uh, a big area of interest right now with customer loyalty uh, professionals. They run programs and they, they've seen kind of an uptick in uh, fraud, employee gaming, and it's, it's an area of concern. So looking forward to hearing uh, you know, your thoughts on this uh, area. Looking forward to it. So, you know, as a thought leader uh, in the customer loyalty space, someone I have a great deal of respect for, uh, you know, you've been around for a few years and you have just a, a very unique perspective, very strong and, and uh, educated perspective, I think, as well. You know, what are you seeing uh, in the customer loyalty fraud, kind of the gaming issues? Well, what are you seeing today in, in, in the market? Well, Mark, I think, uh, you know, from our perspective, what we see is it, it continues to be something that that's absolutely on the radar of the loyalty marketers uh today those that are running uh some of the largest and and you know most expansive loyalty programs out there uh we see that you know the fraud that that can occur is is a concern so much so that uh i think practitioners are are taking more and more uh attention to what are what are some efforts? What are some initiatives that can be done to combat uh, fraud and gaming, and 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 how should they think about that as part of their holistic strategy of managing the loyalty program? Okay, um, the prevalence of fraud, program gaming, has that changed during COVID? Have you seen anything new, different? Um, uh, you know, what do what did you see going through COVID? Well, I think uh, you know from a starting point, certainly fraud and, and gaming existed pre-COVID. Uh, certainly we've seen it uh, during COVID and, and we would expect to see it in the future. I think, you know, for us, probably one of the observations, and this was more early on when there were large lockdowns in, in different parts of the world, um, you know, at times we actually saw where uh, the fraud was a bit less, uh, perhaps because of the lockdowns and some of the activity had had been curtailed a little bit just because there just flat out wasn't as much activity going on. Um, at the same time, you know, again, uh, we do continue to see it today. It is on the attention uh, as it should be and, and a priority for many that are trying to uh, find ways to maneuver around it, to navigate it, to manage it. And, and we do expect it in the future, but, you know, we've actually seen a little bit less uh, during those lockdown periods, uh, but otherwise, you know, same and or slightly increasing amount. Okay. You know, one of the things that we heard from uh, the brand community is that, you know, there's a realization that fraud's going to occur. Uh, they're never going to get truly ahead of it. And, and even if they did get truly ahead of it too, I mean, it becomes kind of an impact on the customer experience, right? You can put all kinds of parameters in place 
to, to, to not let someone, uh, you know, scam you out of a $2 Reese's peanut butter cup. But at the end of the day, how does that impact the brand, right? And, and what we hear is that they're okay with it, but they want to limit the most egregious forms of, you know, loyalty fraud and gaming. You know, what are your thoughts about how brands should be approaching fraud and how should they limit the impact uh, of fraud and gaming on the brand itself? I think that's I think that's exactly right the way you described it. I think it's about striking a balance between the magnitude of the problem in aggregate and how much you invest time, energy, money in, in trying to manage or, or attack or combat it. Uh, you know, from our standpoint, really trying to either react or hopefully if you can shift to more proactive measures, finding the more egregious actors. Uh, relative to fraud it is probably where you get more bang for your buck and where it makes more sense. But there's a baseline level of fraud that that probably would be cost prohibitive to try to either from a user experience standpoint or from a financial standpoint to try to attack and manage. And so in that respect, you almost need to have a little bit of that baked into your economic model or your, your business case on, on loyalty overall. Uh, so I think, you know, an adage might be don't spend $10 to, to solve a problem that's costing you a dollar. And or and or to your point, the user experience is, is critically important for the success. Uh, and so if you lock down every security measure, put in every element of two-factor authentication and, and everything in between, you may prevent a lot of revenue upside uh, that could have been yielded while you're maybe combating a little bit of fraud that would have occurred. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things we've heard as well, too, is that uh, most brands don't have a standard operating procedure with regard to fraud, right? They're trying to get uh, HR to deal with it on the employee side. They have, obviously, the call center potentially looking at it from an external perspective, and it's kind of ad hoc. Um, and you know that, that was something that kind of resonated uh, pretty clearly. And then should brands have kind of a standard operating procedure? And, and you know, how, if they're going to do that, how, how should they go about developing one? Yeah, I think it's important to have a standard operating procedure on, on fraud, both uh, that which you would see in the consumer realm and, and employee as well. You know, from our standpoint, a starting point or a logical foundation can be accomplished through more rules-based uh, approach to uh, fraud. There's obviously some common activities that uh, kind of tips uh, and or indicates that potential fraud may be occurring, and that, that can happen both on the consumer and on the employee side. Uh, so having a rules-based or a basic standard operating procedure, I think, as you referred to it, I, I think that's an important. A more active uh, aspect might be to try to get more predictive with it, uh, and, and bring in some, you know, some analytic techniques or some machine learning and try to actually predict uh, within your full population who are the more likely uh, scenarios where you may see some potential fraud and then attack that uh, more discreetly. Okay, great. Um, when you look at uh, kind of the procedures, one of the things that we, we saw as well is that there's a lack of reporting uh, with regard to uh, kind of fraud and gaming. Uh, especially with, you know, the, the customer experience and customer loyalty platforms they may be working with. Uh, you know, I think you have a, a pretty strong uh, approach with uh, gaming and fraud. You know, how do you help your clients identify 
fraud throughout the reporting process and, and, and how does that help them? Yeah, no, it's a fair point. And I think uh, certainly you see uh, some capability out there uh, in the broad uh, platform space. You know, from our standpoint, we've definitely put some investment into more of those proactive measures uh, to identify fraud. And, and from our standpoint, where we can be of value to our clients if, is if through some of the machine learning, some of the advanced analytics, we can be a bit more predictive and isolate uh, where we think fraud may be occurring. And then those accounts can be investigated. Uh, you know, there can be a priority order deciles, if you think of it in a predictive modeling sense, where you may attack, you know, the top deciles of probability relative to fraud likelihood. So we've been incorporating more of that almost data science into some of the technology, the platform and the reporting uh, to assist our clients. I think that's where the industry more broadly probably needs to go is to make it more of an automated um, and uh, analytical exercise, leveraging technology ultimately to, to better target in or isolate where those more probable egregious levels of fraud or gaming could be occurring. It just makes life on the brand side a lot easier if you're distilling down this huge universe of members uh, into a potential pool that is manageable uh, for management of, of fraud. Absolutely. Well, when you look at employee fraud, uh, employee gaming, uh, you know that that's uh, an area of concern as well. You know, how should brands uh, address employee fraud? We we've heard that you know it's usually something that's addressed during the onboarding process, uh, but then it kind of gets uh, you know left behind, and then it's not necessarily reinforced. It isn't brought out as much or talked about as much as it probably could. I mean, what do you see uh, regarding employee fraud? I, I think you're spot on. I, I think what we see is there's a tendency to address it in the upfront training uh, as employees are, are onboarded into either customer service positions or, or more of an operations role. Uh, from that standpoint, you know, that's great. That's a great starting point. But if there's no follow through or follow up, over time, uh, you know, that training or that top of mind awareness around the importance of, of staying away from that is, is critically missing. And, and so from our standpoint, we would recommend don't just do it in the onboarding phase, but make it more of a, at a minimum, an annual routine that, that maybe you wrap into some of your other compliance training. We, we have a whole host of uh, trainings that, that in a lot of our organizations we need to do around um, you know, all sorts of, of aspects from security to uh, HR policies. And, and in this case, if somebody's going to be engaging in a meaningful way with the loyalty program, the data, the PII of, of customers, it's important, not just in that onboarding sense, but at a minimum on an annual basis to reinforce those key principles. Absolutely. And, and when you look at uh, the training, uh, what should they be uh, focused on uh, during the training? Obviously, more often, more frequent. Uh, you know, you, what are you seeing that, that works with regard to kind of training around employee fraud? So I think uh, first and foremost is certainly hitting on the more ethical side uh, of, you know, why fraud matters and, and what to watch for. And, you know, really to to reinforce uh, the damage that it ultimately does to the brand or the risk that it brings to the company, obviously, ultimately to the to the end employee. So I think conveying and really educating on why fraud is important 
and and why there's an ethical and an employee responsibility around um, not just for their their selves, but obviously with with coworkers to understand that this is something that is absolutely out of bounds uh, and that's treated very seriously and and that that's understood. So so I think you attack it from multiple angles. Okay, great. Any other last thoughts with regard to fraud? Uh, you know, things you may be seeing. Even um, uh, kind of a quick suggestion that how brands can maybe kind of get started on their journey if they don't have uh, kind of something in the works. Yeah, I think uh, my, my suggestion as it relates to brands, if, if they don't have that foundational standard operating procedure and or more of that rules-based approach, I'd say that's the first stop is, um, you know, come up with that. And, and a lot of times that can be accomplished within an internal team of, of experts convening and actually thinking about what are the signs where fraud has occurred and, and what are those warning signs and how do we start to put in some procedures and, and some rules around that. The other way is to engage with experts. Uh, you know, there's plenty of folks that have um, certainly uh, managed through and, and brought forward some what I'd consider more best practices in this realm. So you can always uh, tap into that expertise externally. Okay. But more importantly, make a commitment to mature that uh, any of all that. So, so while that's your starting point, I do very much encourage uh, brands that uh, have that in place already and or that have that as their first stop, you know, don't stop there because you want to get it more automated. You want to leverage some of the capability that exists with more advanced analytics and machine learning. Okay, great. Well, Guy, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was uh, very uh, helpful to uh, you know understand what you're seeing and how you're helping some of your clients uh, address fraud in a, in a proactive, but also in a measurable way that can you know, minimize that brand impact, which is a, a big area of concern. So thank you for sharing uh, uh, you know, your detailed insights. It's great to hear. It's an important topic. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you join us back next Tuesday for another edition of Loyalty Live. Thank you very much.